from Westside Church in Bend, Oregon. You're listening to Behind the Message. Each week we have a conversation that takes you behind what we teach here at Westside. I'm Ben Fleming. And I'm Evan Earwicker. And today in studio we have our good friend, Pastor Casey Parnell. Yay! Hey! And I want to apologize to our listeners in advance if we all three sound exactly alike and you can't tell who's talking. So, it's a similar tone all the way around. I, I could talk like this or something. I don't know. I but. feel like Ben has a deeper voice than everybody else, though. Just really? slightly deeper. I don't know. It's I just a little so bit more nasally, but all right. Yeah. You were speaking this I'll morning and I was like, he sounds just like Ryan Reynolds. Like, exactly like. Ryan Reynolds? He, dude, so I don't know. So you're not the first person to tell me that. Looks and sounds like Ryan Reynolds. I've heard that as well. I think he's much sexier than I am. Can I have your autograph? We were <laughs> sure. We were finding. We were, Who do I make it out to? We were doing the artwork for this podcast a couple of weeks ago. And we were trying to find pictures that we kind of liked, you know, and uh, and we found a shot, and the guy looked kind of like Ben. He's like, "Oh, that looks just like me." And I said, "Oh, here's one that looks just like me." And it was a picture of Powder from the '90s movie, <laughs> just falling into yeah. the mud. Uh-huh, yeah, so pale, bald. It was great. Yeah, so exactly. Oh I am Powder. So Powder and Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. here yeah. with me today. <laughs> so, Casey, uh, tell us what you do here at Westside, for those uh, who don't know. I'm the creative arts pastor, which is creative director, which basically means all the interpretive dance, all the sequin outfits <laughs> that we. No, that I make Ben wear on a regular basis. Uh, yeah, I need another one of those, by the way. I ripped the last pair. <laughs> well, with your moves, I know why. <laughs> you need to stretch out before those. Um, but anyways, everything that has to do with uh, weekend services, so graphic design, all our custom video work, everything from service flow, I lead the speaking team, so content, direction, um, our website, communication. So just kind of everything that has to do with the weekend services and what we um we present as we gather. You mentioned the custom video work. Um, Could you explain your thought process? There's so much out there for churches to use. And I think some, uh, some of us in the church may not even realize how much of our stuff is actually made uh, right here in house with your team, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I think it's, it kind of goes back to, um, you know, we went through a season where we were kind of doing what a lot of people were doing, which was what's the latest elevation, cool video or saddleback video. And I think, um, in recent years, we've just had this desire to build a team that can actually do it on their own and have that be our own creative expression. And so the film team um, is led by Trevor and um, Amelia and some of our other team members, but they do a great job in just in terms of producing content that fits really our messages, what we're doing here, kind of the heartbeat of what we're up to. So I think sometimes the assumption is that we just use stock video and stock stuff in our services. And then all of a sudden you'll see like, you know, a picture of Pilot Butte or it's like, wait a second, that's here. <laughs> that oh must my goodness. be right they here, right now. It. But I, it's kind of cool to, to add to that worship experience, you know, things that are here that are Central Oregon. Yeah. And I think traditionally, like for us, the hard thing was to keep up with some of those places that were doing it so well, some of those churches or even just media outlets that were doing it so well. So you'd have like this amazing, beautiful video and there's like fireworks and custom actors and like the best soundtrack you've ever heard. And then you go to our own custom, like, like testimony video and it's just like the weirdest sidelight on somebody's face <laughs> you know and 
you've got the this cheesy MIDI kind of sounding uh, keyboard, which could circle back. It's circling back around anyway. I was going to say, that's cool now, Yeah, right? it's cool now. Since so, Stranger Things came on Netflix, yeah. the, the weird old school MIDI sound is, yeah. is back. Oh, well, you do so much around here, and especially you know, we were just uh, hauling a, a wall out to somebody's truck. <laughs> like right before this. I'm kind Easter, of winded right, right now yeah, from that. <laughs> I'm sweaty. You, you it's rolled so your hot in here. Oh, my God. You rolled your ankle carrying that same wall like two nights in. I go. Yeah, into the people building. people think ministry is glamorous until you fall out of a trailer, rolling your ankle, <laughs> carrying a wall for Easter portraits uh, for families. I just love that people think Easter is or Easter. <laughs> that ministry is glamorous. You yes. know? I don't know so where they glamorous. get I, that idea, but I have like the scars, and I'm limping to prove it. <laughs> it's not that great. It's not all caramel <laughs> it's, frappuccinos, it's people. Not, Come on, it is a lot of caramel frappuccinos. It's a lot of them, like three Starbucks runs a day to keep this thing going, <laughs> and a lot of Ace bandages. Uh, Oh, man. We've had... It just... I mean, it's not a crazy week, but it's a busy week. There's a lot going on. I think all hands are kind of on deck for the weekend and and all that stuff. Everybody's got their hands in something that's going on for Easter. And I think for a lot of people within the scope of ministry, you can kind of look at Easter and go, my gosh, it's just a lot of work and it's this and that. Why, Why is Easter a big deal, you guys? Why is this weekend such a big deal? Why do we place a lot of importance on it? What is it about Easter um, that is just so powerful and such a big deal? Yeah, I've actually, I've thought about this recently because um, if you've ever read Seth Godin's book, The Purple Cow, it it basically talks about you're driving past a field and it's, it's talking about marketing, but it's saying you're driving past a field and there's all these you know normal spotted cows. But if you drove past that field and you saw a purple cow, you'd be like, oh my gosh, it's a purple cow. Like there's a purple cow over there. And so sometimes I feel like Easter for churches is like, man, I, I know all these other churches in town and my friends' churches around the nation, like we're all doing very similar things. It seems like in the in the evangelical, you know, world yeah. and there's music and there's speaking and there's Easter egg hunts and there's, you know, Easter's flying out of helicopter, or, you know, Easter bunnies flying out of helicopters and <laughs> stuff like that. I don't know how, I don't know what people are doing, but it feels like it's very similar. So what is the, what is the point of all this? Um, and so I have two things. Number one, like the resurrection and um, not to over-spiritualize this moment, but the resurrection is the deal. It's the big deal. Jesus is alive and he's worth celebrating and he's worth making a deal, um, a big deal of. That's the first thing for me. And the second thing is there's this natural, um, the the culture gravitates toward church on Easter no matter what. And so people are looking for something more than they'd be looking for it on like the first weekend of October, you know? Um, they're looking for a place to go. And so we should, we want to have our, our best foot forward. We want to set an atmosphere, just like if you had, you know, people over for dinner at your house, you'd want to like set the table and, you know, clean the bathroom and make sure the, the table is set and the food's made. Like that's kind of the thought, like we want to make a really good environment so that people feel welcome and connect and then can connect with, you know, Jesus. How do you keep, how do you keep the resurrection at the center of it when, well, for instance, Christmas, and I think Easter too, Christians make a big deal out of kind of crusading against the commercialization of these holy days. Uh, see how I do that? Holidays, <laughs> yeah, holy I like days. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where it's from. It's wow. Played. Oh, my gosh. But so many Christians are so anti the commercialization of these holidays. And then we come to church, and many times it's like, and then we have our fireworks, and we give out our lavish gift baskets. <laughs> yeah, we, it's, and we I'm do not our saying, video. You know, so how do you? It's so true. <laughs> how do you not make it about? And th- especially for you, this yeah. is your world. This is your department of creating an experience that draws people closer to the resurrection. How do you 
ride that line where it stays about Jesus and not about like our sweet light setup. Yeah. Well, I think, um, the aesthetics can get distracting. And like, I'm thinking about all the stuff we have, all the amazing innovative things that we have planned. And like, if we were, we're just like another cow that you're driving yeah. past in the field, like really, I mean, we're trying not to be, but I think every church is saying, Oh, we're the, we are a purple cow, but like, let's be realistic. Like we're doing similar things in a lot of ways. And so, um, to me, like the first thing that just comes to my mind, and I haven't had a chance to think about this question very much, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't love the plasticky thing. Everyone wants to get back to authenticity, right? And so for yeah. me, like, um, it's less about, like, Jesus is always asking people questions that aim at the heart. And so I am constantly asking myself and my team um, the questions of what is our motivation here? What is the thing we're trying to do? What is the moment we're trying to get across? So not just having uh, fireworks or Easter egg hunts for, for no reason, but actually getting back to the motivation of, no, you know what? They might come for an Easter egg hunt, but maybe in the midst of this, they'll see a smiling face or um, just have a question answered or even just honestly just feel a sense of family. Like maybe they get nothing theological out of the weekend, um, but they connect with community and people um, and realize, hey, maybe Christians aren't as crazy as I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, the the aesthetics are... They're good, but we have to go back to the motivation um, and the heart behind it. I know what you guys think. If that motivation is right, it gives meaning to some things that would be gimmicky or just flashy by themselves. If the heart is right behind them, that we are trying to do something with those things. I remember, was it two years ago, we had... uh, LED glowing beach balls that we threw around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how what you feel like about those? that now. There's a, uh, those have been flagged, just like sumo suits <laughs> right. at this church have been I think flagged. Someone, uh, an older lady. Sumo got, suits. You <laughs> stuff on that too. Yeah. This, oh, just, so that's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, didn't one of our ladies in the church kind of get hit in the head? With yeah. The I mean, way. no. Anytime there are flying objects in the sanctuary yeah. during uh, service, yeah, somebody's about like bound to get hit in the middle of the face. No with, way. Yeah. Oh, my god. So gosh. we had beach balls. Those weren't honestly the best idea. Yeah, when we come back to the motivation of the beach balls, uh, Evan, I'm sure you have a theological uh, no uh, tie-in. I, I, uh, I, I disagree with that tip. one, Deering. Just <laughs> I've had bad ideas in my day, many of them. Uh, people have gotten injured from my ideas, but that was not one of them. So, yeah, that was my idea. So I'll take it, own it. <laughs> you thing, know, some things you shouldn't do, and that's just the bottom line. <laughs> the thing that I'm, I'm really or especially over the last couple of years of my life, just trying to remember, because I'm with you and, and cynicism is kind of the language of the day, right? You get yeah. cynical attitudes and thoughts all over social media and they're just kind of, uh, I'll just say, especially for me, everything I see, I, I have a tendency to have a cynical attitude about. And growing up in the church and spending so much time in it, there was a, a, a long season, the majority of my life, where I thought about, man, Christmas is neat and Easter, people get up for and they show up for and it was like, man, I can't believe you guys, you know, you're, you're just coming to church two times a year and you don't really care and all this. Um, and I've sent some of that from the Christian community kind of at large, not even just among the pastoral community. Uh, for me, it's been huge to rethink the whole idea and think, man, how awesome is it? is it that it's built into the calendar Mm -hmm. for people who don't normally walk through the door to hear the gospel to come in, you know? And yeah, for some of them, it might be a religious thing. And maybe I do this just once a year, but I believe we as a a Christian community have to have the ability to trust in the Holy Spirit and to say, if if these people are going to come into the presence of God, something is going to happen in those moments. And maybe they won't be back until Christmas, but maybe something will happen in that moment that will build towards something greater or will 
be something greater even in that moment. So it's just, it's really important to me, and I'm trying to champion this cause to the Christian community as best yeah. I can. Let's get the cynicism out of it and let's celebrate Jesus as best we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, people just need to touch, right? Like you think of the woman with the issue of blood, and I can't remember what chapter or even what gospel that is in right now, but, um, you know, you think she just needed a touch. And like, these are just touch points. So if somebody comes on Christmas or Easter, like that's amazing. You know, I hope that, um, and the nice thing is like, uh, we believe in God's supernatural power, his ability to like fill the gap. So we prepare everything we have and then we let the Holy Spirit come in and fill the gaps like and and change a heart. And so we just kind of set the table and then let God do what he does best. And I think that's- And removing that pressure from, you know, us as church people to feel like we have to, in that one hour where we have these people, we have to blow their minds with a a service that's so engaging and so, you know, multimedia and not just the creative arts side of it, but just all over that, like, we only have this one moment. No, we don't. We just have a moment that God is going to give us with these people um, and we do what we do and we, and we be who we are and we let the presence of God and the Holy Spirit do his work, hopefully during that moment. And you have to trust that God is yeah. doing something. Because when the pressure's on great. us, like that's, I think when you make those crazy decisions um, to just try to be the most sensational service we've ever had and one up yeah. ourselves every year. And, and that's a dead end. And road. that translates across totally. your life. I think it translates as a, as a parent. You get so locked into my kid is behaving this way right now and think, okay, this is a long haul experience. You know, you keep loving your kid. You love your job. You keep loving the call that God has on your life. And you got to trust that over time, God is going to create something. It gives you the opportunity at least for me, it gives me the opportunity to be like, okay, if I don't preach the best sermon right now, or if I don't necessarily say the perfect thing in the perfect moment, that God is is going to do something anyway. It gives it just gives rest to your soul in the middle of those moments to think that you don't have to accomplish all that. Right. I think like uh, bigger isn't necessarily always better or more flashy isn't always better for sure. And I think in the last probably 15 years of being at church, you have the tendency to think this is attractional. This is, you know, this is bright. This is flashy. But I think YouTube has kind of helped take a lot of that away in a sense. People have seen everything. They've seen the cat, you know, that's, I don't know, just jumping off the (laughs) kitchen counter or whatever they've seen. They've seen the dog juggling, whatever it is. Like We can't compete with a juggling dog. We can't. Like people have seen everything because of video on the internet. Like we've just... and they're hungry for it. That's why the next new thing has like a million views. So I think people are actually probably looking for some different things, you know, community, just authenticity, seeing, are these people real? Are these people, um, are they who they say they are? Are they hypocritical? Um, what are they really like? Will they care about me? Will they take good care of my kids? Like, do they like sports? Like, are they normal too? You know, I think there's so many, um, other things that people are looking for well, as well. And we as a church, as church people, like we actually have things to offer that nobody else can. Right, right. Um, and I think it's easy to fall into the trap of trying to compete with what other people are offering better, more better entertainment, better, you know, uh, things to grab people's attention. Um, and we forget or look over the things that we do have to offer that only we have to offer. You know, yeah, things like yeah. the mercy of Christ and <laughs> and, and faith right. that sustains you, like we were talking about the last few weeks in those dark moments. Like mm-hmm. These aren't things that you can find on YouTube, you right. know? So majoring on those things that are uniquely 
um, ours as a community of faith. Because the flash is really short-lived good. anyway. Yeah. And, and we're as the church, we're trying to get away from the short-lived idea. This is something that has lasted and had a dramatic impact over thousands of years, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, think about the, uh, I think of it as the original YouTube video, the evolution of dance. Remember when that yep. was the big oh, yeah. deal? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and maybe it still has the most views ever on it. But I was talking about that video with a high schooler the other day, and they were like whatever. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I was trying to describe it. And I was like, man, when I was in college, that was the thing, you know, and it was the video. Everybody was showing it. Churches were showing it and, uh, and it's gone away. The gospel of the evolution of dance has already gone yeah. away. I think we at least have to talk about Gangnam style now. <laughs> exactly. So old, but Gangnam style, you know, I don't know. Or what the video or what the Fox said mm-hmm. or what did the Fox say? I still can't believe that one was cool. Why was that cool? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure a church tried it though. Tried to, <laughs> I'm sure that <laughs> tried was to emulate that in worship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Casey, looking at this weekend, what excites you about um, this weekend? Just everything that we're doing, maybe not even what we're doing, but what excites you about coming into this weekend? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, just as a kind of producer of all the Eastery things. I just like, I love seeing the big picture come together. So the mosaic of Easter and it's, you know, we have family photo walls. We have all these custom videos that have had scripts written and music chosen and actors in them. And so it's just like all the, for me as a creative director, it's watching all the pieces come together. So that's one aspect. And the other aspect I'd say is just seeing the unique, like what you were just saying, the unique things of Westside church come out, you know, like the the distinct people that are here and uh, the kids that come on Easter and the Easter egg hunt and just, I don't know, our warmth and our way. Like, I think every church shouldn't be striving to be the same kind of church. Like, there are unique values and unique things that a church can bring just in their own right. And so, identifying those things and being those things as best as you can be. And really, if they're values, like, you'll be those things anyways. Yeah. Um, but I, I just love seeing Westside when be we're, that. When we're secure in what we're supposed to be doing in this city, it's cool. I think Pastor yeah. Steve talked about this in a meeting today. Then you can start rooting for other churches and other other you know groups of people that are doing other things. Yeah. And you don't feel insecure or threatened uh, because other great churches like Antioch or New Hope or whatever are doing cool things. It's like we can all you know applaud each other and celebrate like, hey, God's doing cool stuff all over the city, you know. How do you think we maximize Easter? Not just the day, but but even just the story, maybe as a as a parent or as a friend or as somebody that's trying to be an evangelist in the city around them. How do you think we kind of maximize this intentional point on the calendar? Yeah, I think uh, somebody asked me who I'm inviting the other day. Just, you know, hey, because we have all these little invite touch cards and everything. And I, I thought about that question. I think about it every year. Like, who am I inviting to these big events? And I really um, have sort of moved into this um, the zone in my life where it's less about um, sort of this flash and even flash in the pan invites. But I, th- I had to think to myself, and this was my thought, like who are the people in my life that I've already been in relationship with that may want to, this m- may be their first moment in church or maybe first time in church for a long time, but I already have relationship with them. So I'm not even... I'm not even thinking, wow, this is just, you know, I'm going to go downtown and throw a bunch of, you know, touch cards all over the street. (laughs) Like that's going to, yeah, this is a classic uh, way to invite people to Easter. 
But, you know, I was thinking, who am I in relationship with that may need to just take a step? And this could be the right step for them. And um, I think the challenge back to me is like, have I been building those relationships right. all along? Yeah. Not it's just good. a moment where I'm like, hey, come with me. So, um, and, you know, I've also thought too, like, it, it always feels better to me to include a meal with it. So, hey, you want to come to church with me, but let's go to like breakfast afterward. Right. Or let's go to brunch before or coffee before. Just make it relational because that's where, that's where it's at. And so convicting, I think, for me. I know you're uh, you're much more of an extrovert. I think I'm actually an extrovert with introvert tendencies. You're like full yeah. extrovert. You have a lot of friends. People like you a lot. Uh, me and Ben are a little bit more keep to ourselves types. A lot bit more. <laughs> yeah, you guys I are know. Just <laughs> hiding in a room. Here, it's true. Here you talking about like inviting people that don't go to church. I'm like, I, I only know like three people from high school that don't go to church. Like, so it, it's always challenging to me. Like, am I actually building relationships outside of my coworkers who are also working at a church yeah. and church people? Like, cause if, if we're just all introverted, all to ourselves in our church world, like what use are we? And right? that's what it is for me when it comes to, to answer my own question to maximize Easter. It's like, is this just, a flash in the pan or am I actively investing? Easter is Easter and Christmas are both reminders to me of how many people I know outside of the church. <laughs> like one and a half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's my effort to go out there and, and to make that connection in the community, to make that connection wherever you are, the gym or, you know, where your kids play or, or whatever, you know, now I'm getting doubly convicted, man. You mentioned the gym. It's like, yeah, well I go to the gym. Evan. Ben is like, awesome. he lives there. Yeah. You have a cot in the back there. and it's like all day. No, I just go and get smoked by my wife and then, <laughs> <laughs> experience humility every single day. <laughs> yeah, I think it's whatever is most natural for you. So, you know, Evan, if that's, you know, a gaming, underground gaming lounge or... <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, not sure, a like, gamer. Board gaming or uh, uh, electronic gaming. Yeah, you, I'm not are sure. Are you a big board gamer? You know what? These guys give me a lot of trouble because... <laughs> Because I don't, I don't necessarily know that much about the sporting world. See, you called it the sporting the world. The ath- athletical I, activities. I, yeah, I just <laughs> confessed to Ben how much I actually knew about the Mariners the other night, so it's fine. That's I right. mean, I love the NBA, Baseball's basketball, everyone, college basketball. See, yeah, what I appreciate about you, Casey, is I don't think you actually um, are a diehard fan of many sports things, but you can hang there and you can talk about it and you can watch a game with the best of them. And I, it's, it's I think true. Roundabout way, Evan just called you Fair. really shallow. Yeah, thank you. I'm just. Well, I just, how do you think I have so many relationships? <laughs> <laughs> You're shallow. Speaking of your introverted tendency, I was laughing at this room where we're currently. I'm like, hey guys, what's your biggest dream for the church? They're like, let's start a podcast, and you guys are up here as introverts in a dark room. We have a light. Yeah, we have yeah, one yeah. light. <laughs> we could do it without the light if you want. It really, actually, this is, this a, is a, a, an expression of our personality. This room. <laughs> It's great. We got to be able it. to express that somehow. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Casey, good talking with you today. We're really yeah, excited man. about this weekend. Excited what's going to happen. Uh, can't wait for it. And uh, if you want more information about what we do here at Westside, if you want to come and check out uh, this weekend's services for Easter, please check out westsidechurch.org. You can also follow our podcast at behindthemessage.org. <laughs>